Welcome to The Life Tonic, a podcast where we explore the sacred connection between our mind, body, and the multiverse. I'm your host, Joanna O, and I will be joined by inspiring thought leaders, creators, healers, and disruptors in their space as we journey through many of life's greatest mysteries and unpack different concepts around alternative health and wisdom to expand our definition of self. I'm grateful you're here. So let's dive in. The emotion that I felt at that time when I went through that experience was so, I mean, I was so distraught. There was so much release that I had. There was so much emotion that I have never felt in in this lifetime as Sophia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lifetime Podcast. Today, we're tuning in a really interesting episode, but I wanted to record this intro separate to my conversation with my guest today to give you a little bit of color around the themes that we'll be going into so that you're not really listening to the podcast thinking, I don't really know where this is coming from, because it's quite a big big topic. Now, my guest today is Sophia Constantine. She's an intuitive astrologer, a spiritual guide who specializes in hypnosis and the Akashic Records. Her journey has been nothing short of inspiring thus far, and she now guides others to embrace their shadow, connect with their soul purpose, and truly embody their potential. So in today's episode, we're going to be diving deep into how she helped me remember one of my past lives about ancient civilizations and how they can show up for us in present lifetimes and why generally collective enlightenment can't happen if we don't fully embrace our shadow side. So the reason I wanted to record this in advance uh, of the conversation was because I had a regression session with Sophia a week prior to us doing this episode. So I suppose this was always something that I was curious about, that I had an interest in. So I would say my session with Sophia was my first past life regression as an adult, being able to fully contextualize and ask myself the kind of follow-up questions that you would at this age. So it was basically a really, really deep hypnosis um, that kind of helps the practitioner help you recover different memories of past life and incarnations. Everyone's induction into the place where you're fully relaxed and are able to remember these memories is completely different. Sophia's approach was very gentle, very calm. Nothing was suggested. It was just like a very nice, relaxing meditation. And at some point, I started feeling my body almost like if you've ever done astral projection that's what this felt like my body kind of separating from the from the physical vessel that was me laying on a bed and just a lot of colors and sensations all throughout my body just kind of a a general numbness like I could almost identify this feeling or kind of resembling the feeling of sleep paralysis if you've ever experienced that almost like a very light sleep paralysis basically just felt the emotions of the journey that I was seeing extremely intensely in my body. So I had a relatively peaceful experience. Um, Nothing was, you know, too intense. Um, I didn't feel a lot of negative emotion. I did feel at one point that I went through a traumatic experience in my past life that I remembered and the pain that I experienced on a physical level in that memory, I almost could feel in my body, in my body while I was laying there having the past life regression. I think what is really important to say here is, and and this is why Sophia was an amazing practitioner in, in this respect, because you will, and a lot of people will go back to that trauma from past life experiences. And I think part of the healing really comes from facing that trauma, but we'll get into this into the episode. In this particular 
experience, um, she would reinforce the idea that you don't have to relive the experience. You don't have to relive the pain or the trauma. You simply are there as an observer to see how those lessons have unfolded, how your life has unfolded, and to eventually lead you to a place of release and healing, and therefore also integration of the lesson that you've been shown. What came up after was in itself a very spiritual experience. So, and kind of being able to reflect back on, okay, you know, what what was I shown and why was I shown that? And how was this related to, how was this related effectively to my intention that I set? And what was ultimately the takeaway? Now, I walked away from the session having a lot of questions and talking to my partner about this, I told them, you know, this is what I experienced. This is where I was able to see my death. I was able to see how I died in the past, in the past life that I accessed. And I even got a glimpse of in between life, life. And I even saw myself back into the womb as a baby in, in a womb, just basically completely moving out of the body that I was in, in that past life and into a different one. And I don't know really what to make of this. This is just something that I saw and I'm still trying to contextualize why I was shown that and why I felt what I felt. So sharing this with people has made me have even more questions about where were these memories coming from? And I think me as a person that I am with this podcast that I have, there's always going to be that questioning, right? We want to answer life's big questions. And this is one of them. This is one of life's mysteries. You know, if you believe in reincarnation, this is something you've definitely thought about. The memories that are recovered, I cannot say for sure where they were recovered from, because there's obviously no evidence for me to show you this like on paper. But I'm pretty sure that the emotions that I felt, which were incredibly strong at times, were were narratives, were part of the expression of the narratives of something that was living in my subconscious mind. And it feels like it's perhaps a way to make sense of it is it's forgotten informations and it's, you know, a, a kind of a, a play of what your soul remembers because I certainly believe in well reincarnation yes but that our soul lives on that our soul is not just lives on but is has incarnations that serve a purpose for its greater evolution and this was an experience that definitely left me feeling a bit like what do I believe now like you know where I can't say for sure where these memories were coming from. I know that everything was coming from me. And I know that I felt the emotion that came with the experience that I saw me having as an alternate person, as an alternate version of me in a different time, in a different plane altogether. So I still am left with a lot of questions on this experience. I'm still trying to understand it and read more about it and look into research that's been, you know, done on this topic. But in today's episode, we're going to be diving into how we can use remembering past lives, how we can use past life regression as a form of healing therapy um, to heal and work through root cause of phobias, fears, even relationship issues that we are facing in the present current lifetime that we are in. And even if you have an ounce of doubt about this, I would say go into the episode with an open mind because that's always the way forward. I think for collective enlightenment to to be achieved, we have to remain curious, we have to remain open, and we have to remain open to learning because that's what collective enlightenment is, is learning from one another and considering what the possibility of everything is outside of what we believe through our conditioning. So without further ado, here is my wonderful conversation with Sophia.
Well, you wear many hats, so we'll get into that. I am a little multifaceted, as they would say. Um, My main, I started off as an intuitive astrologer and then that gradually evolved into what I do now, which is a mix of astrology, Akashic Records, and a lot of hypnosis to do with past life regression. Which is, yeah, which is a big topic of today. So, I mean, your journey has been super inspiring this far and you only touched on it a little bit when we first spoke yeah so tell me where it started how did you get into spirituality has it always been with you I always ask this question yeah I think it's definitely always been with me I mean I had astrology books when I was like six seven years old I remember being with my mom in the hairdressers waiting for my mom to have her hair done and I was reading this big book you know the Linda Goodman (laughs) proper old school uh Linda Goodman book on astrology and I was like really young then so I've always had like a natural inclination to these subjects um you know whenever I was watching Disney movies I'd be always like drawn to the witch or like you know think like oh my that's what I resonate with um so I was always aware Um, In terms of professionally, you know, throughout my 20s, I worked in fashion as a photographer, later, um, well, first I was a makeup artist. I've I've just done quite a lot of things. It's basically part of my path with Chiron on my midheaven that there has been a struggle to do with finding my purpose. And that's definitely what I've felt earlier in my life. Interestingly, when this became, you know, what I've always been interested in actually became something that I do professionally that coincided with my nodal return, which was early last year or late 2020. But my North Node is in Gemini, 15 degrees Gemini. And, you know, as you're probably aware, you know, when you have your nodal return, you really are stepped into and propelled into doing what you're supposed to be doing. And my North Node is in the 10th house, which, you know, it's about really putting yourself out there. And I have uh, North Node conjunct Vesta as well. So Vesta is, you know, the asteroid of of the priestess. So that is what I'm here to do. Um, And I would have been a lot easier for me to, you know, be living and still in my South Node Sag. And I have a Sag stellium as well in the fourth house. So, you know, that definitely pushes me out of my comfort zone. But yeah, basically the North, my nodal return really triggered my, my spiritual journey into, you know, doing what I do now for a living, basically. Amazing. So, I mean, you work a lot with shadow and I, you just mentioning those aspects yeah. kind of puts it in context. Yeah. Well, I have a lot, I have like five planets in Scorpio as well. So I'm quite Yeah, I didn't realize you had a, a Sag stellium as well. Yeah, I have uh, my South Node, Jupiter, Neptune, and Uranus. My Uranus is conjunct my South Node, actually, which often would show a past life of, you know, that more, well, I suppose, rebellious, but that awaken, awakening kind of energy coming through from past lives. Right. Well, my my nodes are the opposite of yours. Oh, okay. Oh, because you've got a Sagittarius, but you've also got your North Node there as well, right? So you really are embodying your, you know, obviously having your North Node is what you're here to do. You are fully embodying what you're here to do, having that stellium there as well. Yeah, it really feels that way. I mean, today we're obviously going to dive deep into my session with you, how you helped me remember one of my past lives. (laughs) And one really interesting thing that kind of stems from what you were saying is a lot of my houses are mm. and you looked at my chart before we even began mm-hmm. this um, mm-hmm. our session a lot of my houses are empty um sure. same with me yeah yeah but embodying that that Sagittarius energy has always been really strange because I never really related to the archetype of Sagittarius weirdly enough um, but I now understand that yeah it has to do a lot with my past life or at least the past mm-hmm. life that I remembered sure I think, you know, there's this energy of Sagittarius, the archetype of Sagittarius, you know, in kind of mainstream astrology or, you know, not kind of just not the astrology that we use as such in a more evolved way of that Sagittarian energy being a bit like, 
you know, really outgoing and really loud and brash and, you know, outspoken. And you may not have resonated with that, but the highest, you know, the evolved expression of, of Sagittarius is always been on that quest for spiritual wisdom, which I think you definitely had an experience of in your past life regression. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah. tell me, tell me a little bit about, so I guess it, there's kind of going to be two things here. Like, mm-hmm. For those who haven't experienced hypnosis or a past life regression, um, for me, this was kind of the first time in my adult years that I did it with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we just start from a clean slate? Tell us what happens during the session. So with a past life regression, I take you into a deeply relaxed state, a theta brain state, which is a very similar, you know, right brained state of similar to um, meditation, meditative state where you're able to process your past life memories. So I take you into this guided visualization. I ask you questions throughout, and I will take you to different significant events in that one lifetime that you will go back to. The lifetime that you will be shown will be always related to the intention that you'll set for the session. So that could be wanting to find out more about your purpose why you have a particularly difficult relationship with a particular person, you know, a karmic relationship, why you have certain phobias, why you have certain anxieties, you know, you will be shown the lifetime that is relevant to your intention. So we'll take you through the significant events in that lifetime. And then you'll go to your day of passing in that lifetime and we'll get an overview of what that purpose, the life purpose was, the lessons, whether you learned those lessons you know, an an overall picture of that lifetime and how it relates to you now. So, you know, you're always in control in a session. You are fully conscious. It's not like, you know, this hypnosis, like Paul McKenna stage show stuff. It's nothing like that. You're very much present and aware, but, you know, the subconscious memories are coming forwards as well. Yeah, I really felt like that. I think it really felt so the second part of my question was going to have to do with the skeptics. So people who Mm. don't believe in reincarnation, which I think ultimately is a very hard argument to dismiss in a way, Mm -hmm. because in order to understand the majority of religions, even if you were to look at, you know, organized traditional religion, that Mm -hmm. is a recurring theme and it goes Mm -hmm. back centuries. So for someone who doesn't believe in reincarnation, Mm -hmm. how do we explain this? Well, also, you know, from a, from a scientific point of view, energy cannot be destroyed or you know there's no end to energy it just changes from one thing to another so for anyone that doesn't believe or even isn't any way spiritually spiritually or religiously affiliated in anything you know you can't deny that energy always is in trans it transforms it doesn't just end so if we are energy then we have had to have come from somewhere and we'll be going somewhere else as well yeah I mean that's how I would explain to a skeptic yeah I think I think when you go through so at least for me going through the session you kind of walk out of it with a lot of questions Mm. and that's why you kind of guided me into you know work on a journal with it a lot of things Mm -hmm. will still be coming up in the days after Yeah. But what I cannot absolutely deny is emotion. So I think that's one thing. And having spoken to other people is whether or not, I don't know where the information that I was telling you was coming from. It was definitely coming from me. But again, I want to say nothing was suggested. I, I can't, I can't fake the emotion that I felt during the regression. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that was definitely, you know, the first time that I had a regression, you know, done to me, I went through quite a traumatic lifetime where I was, I mean, it sounds sounds so predictable and (laughs) made like, it's very cliche, but I was burnt at the stake as a witch. And the emotion that I felt at that time when I went through that experience was so, I mean, I was so distraught. I was so, um, there was so much release that I had and there was so much emotion that I have never felt in, in this lifetime as Sophia. I've never felt that kind of emotion. That's how I knew for me, I was not just, you know, making this up because for those emotions to come up like that were, they were very real. Not everyone has a journey that, that 
traumatic, by the way, just just for your listeners to uh, be aware of. But for me, that was, you know, that was uh, that lifetime really affected me a lot. That was a big one. But you also able, you don't have to relive the emotion. Also, you know, I will take you in a way where you're able to detach and just be a, be the observer as well. If you don't want to, you know, experience it in that on that level. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, really, you're the observer in the situation. But that's so interesting. I didn't know that you did say that you had a lot of past lives as, as an astrologer. I've had um, a lot of priestess past lives for sure the temple of isis quite a few times a lot of yeah mostly very priestess lives that i've been back to in relation to you know the how my it's related to my work but yeah astrologer or kind of some kind of advisor spiritual advisor i guess in past lives that sounds so nuts saying that No, it's it just it just goes really deep into into so what has been you would say I mean because you've done this many many times and obviously you're shown different things every time what was sort of the deeper self realization that you've had through the various I guess they had different varying intensities but through yeah. the various regressions that you've done for yourself you know just by me doing this work the work with my clients has. You know, there's um, there's a funny there's a there's an energy that comes up that's quite a parallel in terms of like the way that I'm working with my clients in such a deep way. I've also been experiencing these shifts as well. So it's like all my shadow has come up as I'm doing shadow work with my clients. You know, I'm also going through my own experience as well. And I feel like this work has, has definitely, uh, you know, propelled me to be doing that on a deeper level. A realization that I had doing these sessions is that I've a lot of my clients that come to me now for I have a past life connection with. So I've seen that in sessions that I've had, you know, regressions that I've done personally myself and with my clients. So my clients are like basically I, I pop up in in the reading as well. I, I pop up in the regression <laughs> they know. And Atlantean past lives, I've had souls that are coming to me now that I was kind of responsible or looking after them in some way in, in an Atlantis past life as well, which is like really cool. When I found out that I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing. That's amazing. No, I didn't, I didn't actually recognize anyone. Your lifetime was quite, there was a lot of solitary process in that, in the experience that you went back into, wasn't there? Yeah, I think it was really about me, that one, like it really, it probably again had to do with the intention that I set, but it, yeah, it was, it was mainly showing me the lesson through, through me, through my journey. Yeah. And how did you feel afterwards? How did you feel after the session? I felt pretty good. I mean, it it was pretty, although I say it was emotional, it was pretty calm. Um, Mm. I don't know if you got the same sense of that. Yeah. It felt quite peaceful. Yeah, calm is the right word. Yeah, it, it was quite calm. I mean, um, my death didn't feel like, you know, I, I know a lot of people can experience um, like feeling like particularly if you died in a fire or if you were shot, mm. something like that can actually manifest more like on a physical level in your session. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't have that. Like I was just really calm, relaxed. Um, and then what was really interesting that I guess... I don't know if I mentioned to you was I'm pretty sure I got a glimpse of like me integrating as a fetus in a womb. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So it almost, and it shifted completely because the whole experience was in like varying degrees of different colors. And I can't say it was very visual, but I think it goes back to you saying it, it can be for some people, but it's a completely unique experience to you. Totally unique and personal. Yep. And the color shifted completely. So I just left a really kind of dark-ish place and I was a fetus again, which was, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I do have, I do have sessions where my clients go back in the womb or the life between lives state. Um, There's a place of healing that they go to as well between lifetimes if, if necessary. I think if we'd have spent longer in that lifetime, I probably, we could have progressed on that, on that element for sure. Yeah. Cause it really felt like, okay, this is where I'm going to leave it. But yeah, I mean, you, you sort of mentioned it, that there's so many benefits to, to doing a, a past life regression. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know we just did it, you know, in, in my session, it was based on my intention, but some people that I've spoken to or that have asked me about it in the past, it it is almost like a medium to work through fears, mm-hmm. like phobias. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have said, you know, there's something in my lineage that I've carried over and now this is how it's manifesting in my life and it's a recurring pattern and I don't know what to make mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, what's your take on using, you know, past life regression to work through things like that? And then eventually, I think a big piece of what you said to me at the end of the session was about integration. So the work Mm. after, Mm -hmm. how do we kind of go about that? In a regression, you know, depending on your intention, but um, you will be shown, you know, what's relevant. And in that case, you can't, you know, you're always shown what you need to be shown. You will, you will always be shown what you're ready for as well. With the patterns that we find us may find ourselves repeating unconsciously in this lifetime, just to have that awareness and acknowledgement of where it comes from. You know, we go to the root, we go to the root event. And to be honest, there can be a few, there, there is not always just one root of certain issues, but we will definitely go to the most relevant lifetime. Just that acknowledgement of where it comes from is enabling you to, you know, it no longer has that power over you anymore. You're you're able to see things in a more empowered way. Able to look at your journey with compassion and, you know, a, a deeper understanding of why, you know, how this pattern is repeating itself in your current lifetime. And just that acknowledgement yeah. of where it comes from. I mean, that's very healing. And it's very healing for these memories that have been so deeply buried for so long to, you know, come to a surface level. That is a big release in itself. But just, you know, the acknowledgement of it is enabling you to, you know, take control and take some kind of corrective action going forwards. You know, when I've had, I've gone back personally to past lives where I've really, you know, it's been such a, a light bulb moment of being very literally shown the origin of certain issues it it just doesn't have that hold over me in the same way in which it did before um especially with relationships with people karmic relationships you are able to have so much more compassion for you know for yourself and for this other soul as well and the journey that you've been on so it's 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 such an enlightening experience and just to understand yourself and your soul your soul's journey and not just you know not just for working through certain things but also you know if you've had past lives where you can really take inspiration from them as well and start to embody that really powerful energy that you've had in past lives you know being you know this amazing teacher in Atlantis or you know this you know beautiful energies that you can tap into doesn't always have to be like the trauma you can also be tapping into a really beautiful, you know, high vibrational, magical life or one where you were highly skilled in certain things and you start to own that part of yourself and bring it back in, bring it into this current life and to really start to embody that energy. That's another, you know, that's another amazing benefit of past life regression. You're seeing your multifaceted aspects of your soul and your journey and the incredible journey that your soul's been on. Yeah, Yeah. that's a really good way of describing it. It's just opening up to that kind of electric, odd feeling of Mm. remembering and, you know, like coming home to something that has always been there. At least that's how it felt for me. You, it's like you're, I mean, obviously you are re-remembering it, but it will always resonate with you on such a level where it, you know, you know that that was part of your journey. So it's, yeah, it's incredible to put those pieces together and to get a more complete picture of yourself. Yeah, it, no, it's it's really an amazing experience. But I want to talk a little bit about the Akashic Records as well. Sure. Um, how did you come about that? Because I know in my experience, it takes a very specific type of person, um, mm. like I said, in my experience to tap into that. And you really okay. are kind of interweaving all these themes like astrology the akashic records and then the past life regressions because they all revolve effectively around that same effect of healing that we want to achieve yeah 
So how did it come into your practice? Was that later on or before? Um, when did it come into it? I think just around the same time, I think, as I was doing my past life regression training, I I mean, I have ADHD anyway, so I, I kind of like oh, give myself a lot to do. <laughs> uh, so like mm-hmm. I think once I decided I was going to do that, you know, I was like, OK, I need all I wanted. I'd want to do everything. But I'd always had um, the lady that first did past life regression on me, who's amazing. She actually used to have a show on ITV doing past life regression that I used to watch when I was like at uni, I think, and be like, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Um, And then she but she's also able to tap into the Akashic Records. So um, I was quite familiar with going into the records and having sessions on me you know, as a client. And then I'd, I'd been wanting to be able to open the records myself and found different courses as such, but nothing really resonated with me. And then I found something that did and I, something just clicked. And I was like, that's the one that's, that's going to be how I'm going to, you know, get into the records, learn how to be able to open the records in a very a way that was very sacred and that completely resonated with me. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, it's not something where I think you are, you know, born with the skill. I mean, maybe some people just naturally open, well, I know that for a fact that people do naturally tap into the Akashic records. Um, but it's not like I'm a psychic, like there's a certain vibration with the Akasha that I'm able to access through, you know, in a channeling way. So, yeah, I mean, you know, because you said there's a certain type of person that seems to do the Akashic Records. And I don't know whether I'm I am that person, but um, it's it's it seems to really complement my work. Uh, because I know we looked at my astrology chart before we went into the mm-hmm. past life regression. Mm-hmm. Looking at that or opening uh, someone's record, what does it tell you about where they've been versus where they've had? Or does it give you like a flavor of what the session might be like? Okay, so when I go into the records, you will have a set of questions that you want to ask the records. Why I find it such a complementary, you know, modality to be working with is that the vibration of these sessions is so high. You know, it's coming, the anything information that comes from the records is so comforting, you know, loving. And you're able, rather than the deep shadow work that comes from the past life regression, with the Akasha, I'm able to tap into, you know, your soul's very essence and expression. So there's a lot of your potentials, you know, and the the, the Akashic records are, you know, a living library of all the possibilities, all the timelines. But I'm able to tap into very high potentials for you. So it's a very uplifting, empowering reading, empowering, you know, the whole purpose of of a session is to elevate you, you know, to uplift you in some way, because I'm able to tap into the potential of whoever I'm reading, that perception is then anchored in this, you know, in this dimension. And the person who I'm reading for will resonate to that higher frequency. So then, you know, you're becoming aware of these possibilities for you. And you're able to then attune to that higher vibrational level. Yeah. So my takeaway, if I understand correctly, is you are opening up to this information about mm-hmm. the time the soul was effectively created, we could say. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe in going there, of course, and then mm-hmm. pull out kind of those images of past lives onto yeah. the future possibilities. For example, you were to ask a question about what your soul purpose is. I would be shown, I'm shown very visually in the records. Not everyone is. That's, you know, just my personal way of reading the records. So I'll have images of um, what I feel could be, you know, possibilities of what you're supposed to be, you know, what you're here to do, part of your purpose. And also mm-hmm. if you wanted to ask the the records questions about, you know, what a why do I have these money blocks? Why do I, do I know this person from a past life? Then I'll, I'll be able to see the past life um, connection or um, origin of those issues in a, in a, you know, in an image playing out as well. So there is a lot of past life work that I can get from the records. Um, but also 
you know, the records are very practical in a way that if, you know, if you wanted to ask about your business or, you know, your, your very 3D, like, you know, conscious life that we have, there's a lot of um, very practical advice that can come from the records, but it's ultimately about tapping into all these, the highest expression of yourself, of your soul. Yeah. So it can actually be, I see why you say it's an uplifting reading because it can be incredibly practical when it comes to someone coming to you and wanting to, I don't know, build a business, start a project, move country, um, something like that. So it's just that powerful tool. Absolutely. When I open the records, what has tended to happen is I will just, I just relay what I'm seeing and it doesn't often make sense to me, but then obviously to my client, it will do. And it's very often, you know, things that they have had as an idea but not really thought that it could you know could be a practical thing to do so when I'm able to as soon if I'm tapping into what I can see and it's it's basically their idea that then gives them it gives them like the um confirmation that they are able to follow that and act on that idea that they had and then they end up doing it and really actually being very successful in that um, so there's a lot of validation that comes from the records. Yeah, that's exactly the word I was going to use. It's sometimes that validation that you need um, on your intuitive yeah. feeling almost. I've had clients that, you know, I've straight away seen, for example, you know, like some kind of retreat space and I can I can see it very visually. And then they'll be like, oh my God, like I, I've been really wanting to do this, but I didn't know whether it was possible. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I can see it. Like, and then they end up doing it. So it, it works like that. You know, if, if I can already, it's like I can tap into that future possibility and then they're, they're able to be like, okay, well, it's definitely an option. And then that obviously brings it into reality. So I, I want to go back to this. It sounds like your nodal return was really like such a turning point for you. Mm. Yeah, massive. How did you, so you said you started like embodying really that, that calling, I suppose, that was always there. And then you really almost stepped into the purpose. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? Mm-hmm. And also there's kind of like a follow-up question to this that I wasn't going to ask you, but it, I don't know why it like came up that I have mm-hmm. to ask you. Mm -hmm. about boundaries so I've spoken Mm -hmm. to a lot of healers um, witches you know shamans Mm -hmm. you name it Mm -hmm. and this work has almost like intensified for them over the past two three years or so Mm -hmm. so for me I guess for you particularly when you're when you're working with people and you work on that shadow sometimes past life can be linked to you know trauma that's being healed released etc where do you kind of place that boundary around yourself since you've stepped into that purpose like a a lot of people a lot of light workers in a similar field it's very um we tend to have a hard time with boundaries (laughs) when we begin and I say Mm -hmm. that with love and I think there's you know this is kind of like a buzzword really like boundaries boundaries and you know I don't want my sense of bound. I mean, some people I've, you know, they seem to have quite very, very strict boundaries. Whereas I think for me, just the kind of person that I am, I am always, you know, wanting to give as much as I can to the people that I work with. But also now I, I, I realize that, you know, I can get quite, um, quite drained as someone that is energy energetically tapped into, you know, I'm, I'm literally working with energy all day. So it's, I've, I've had to have quite a, a good self care practice, which is just for me now, after every session, I just have a powerful, um, you know, energy clearing that I have to, I have to do. And if I don't do it, I can see, I can feel myself gradually getting, you know, the anxiety starts and I, I become very off balance and out of whack, so to speak. So just, it's just, for me, it's, it's just a good self-care routine and a lot of energy clearing, whether that's just, I mean, there's oils that I use. I really like my blue Lotus oil, but you just, just a close down, just a close down energetically. Yeah. Because it's opening up a lot of these channels, right. For people. Exactly. 
exactly. I mean, I don't know whether you're aware of your human design chart. I have like seven open centers, I think six or seven open centers. So it's quite easy for me to get quite, um, you know, quite into someone else's energy. Yeah, I think I'm like you. Uh, we did an episode actually on on human design. Oh, um, I didn't know anything about it, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm like you. And also, my upper chakras are like super active, so yes, I consciously have to do the grounding practice. <laughs> yeah, yep. No, I, I, yeah, I totally resonate with that. But yeah, I mean, in terms of boundaries, yeah, that's that's my main that's my main thing. It's just making time for yourself to to really close down and I, I like to use some kind of ritual I find that really works for me and just you know setting that intention to close everything down otherwise you're just kind of walking around like a you know a psychic sponge <laughs> which I think you have elements I mean you are Pluto in the eighth house so I'm sure you relate to that <laughs> No, exactly. We we talked about our, our placements that kind of um, uh, bounce off each other almost. Yeah. But yeah, I have. I just don't have that fear. And I think uh, I see that in you as well. Just exploring the dark stuff, like the shadow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I don't mind spending a lot of time there, but I can see how <laughs> in day to day life it can be quite... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I'm such a Scorpio heavy energy, you know, having my moon conjunct Pluto in Scorpio and then a few other planets there, um, you know, and like for you, when you have Pluto in the eighth house, you know, anything that is shadow and like deep and dark and intense, it's water off a duck's back to us. But I have to, I have to be conscious sometimes when I'm, you know, if I just do a consultation and I'm like, yeah, the shadow and it's going to bring up this and we're going to work with this. And then I'm like, not everyone's a Scorpio moon, like calm down. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you completely on that. So I guess like, sorry, we we, we were talking about uh, before we started recording, you were, you were saying about like the energy and I think we both agreed that it's been quite heavy lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is your take on this year? I know I don't want you to repeat yourself, but because we touched on this a little bit, what's your take on like, what are you seeing, I guess, from people that come to you? Is it like a collective shift that you're feeling that's happening this year or ever since you started mm-hmm. this work? How has mm-hmm. it changed and evolved? Um, I'm seeing a lot of people that are coming to me for sessions. They are meeting people, whether it's a, you know, I don't really like the, I don't like the term twin flame, but a karmic connection, which will trigger something Mm. really, really powerful in them. So there's a lot of mirror souls coming into our life now, like very fated encounters that are basically showing you all your stuff. That's a theme that I'm seeing with a lot of people. So over the last year, they would have met someone where they're just like, oh my God, like it, everything's come to light. It was an crazy t- intense connection that's made me really evolve in a really rapid way. Um, that's been a theme. I think a lot of people are stepping into um, like a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of their consciousness from past lives is is starting to really start to be embodied now. Um, I'm seeing people develop skill that is, you know, two, three years ago, they would never have dreamed that they would have had, but it's, it's definitely all past life connected. So that's a theme. Um, astrologically, I'm really looking forward to the Uranus North Node conjunction. I can't remember when it is. I think it may be around June, but you know, it's definitely this year, which um, you know, is Uranus is the awakener. It's unexpected, but obviously we've been going through the Uranus Saturn square for so long. You know, Saturn is the old, the old paradigm, the establishment. And Uranus is is the new, the new paradigm. So they've been at odds. And I feel that, you know, um, sorry, Uranus conjunct the North Node. The North Node is what we're stepping into as a collective. You know, what we're here, the focus of our consciousness over that nodal axis. Um, There's definitely going to be some awakening 
uh, yeah, unexpected awakenings, so to speak, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's exciting. Uranus is a really exciting energy. I saw it, I know, because you said it, and I tried my best to find in my notes. Yay. I knew that I hadn't <laughs> thought about it. 31st of July is mm. what I wrote down. So unless unless I'm wrong, but July 2022. Yeah. July, yeah, I just, yeah, June or July, I thought. I just knew it began with a J. Uh, Uranus, Taurus, yeah. I mean, North Node now has moved into into Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also... My the reason I couldn't find it earlier was also because I wrote it down as happening conjunct Neptune oh, on the thirty first. Sure, sure. It's a one off, so you're spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then themes for you know financially. I mean, we spoke about this. Um, yeah, I don't know whether you want you want to go there about financially. It's going to be quite. Um, you know, we can expect some things to be shaken up quite a lot. Just our resources, yeah. you know, finances. Um, there's going to be some kind of shock factor to do with that. But also, when when we have North Node conjunct Uranus, what else is going on then? Is there like a stellium in uh, same time? Oh, that's a good question. But yeah, I've got Uranus um, conjunct North Node and Neptune also conjunct. Oh. It okay. seems like they'll be in the same degree. Okay. And Neptune is conjunct Jupiter in March, I think, in Pisces. Yeah. Which is a really beautiful energy, you know, Jupiter expanding on that mystical quality of, of Neptune but yeah um like we said before the you know the link with what we cannot see in the you know jupiter expanding on that and neptune has obviously always been associated with disease and viruses and all that all that stuff um i'll be interested in seeing how that plays out because there's obviously a, a beautiful side to that but then that Neptunian connection to, uh, you know, disease as such, that's, um, that can be a bit of cause for concern. I wonder how that's going to play out. It's really, you know what I'm picking up from this is um, because you're right, um, Jupiter is going to be moving through Pisces for most of this year. Yeah. And you've got some alignments with Neptune, which I can't tell you exactly now as well, but I remember Mm -hmm. that very rare also like this boost I guess Mm. of the spiritual side so it's almost like a year of like us integrating spiritually to the point where you're thinking well you know what is my view on like here right now in the material world like I'm already feeling this I don't know if you are as well massively but like almost questioning like you know what is money like I know this sounds Mm. super basic but no, well, our values, you know, are going to shift, you know, with with yeah. Uranus and Taurus and, you know, the the nodes, the North Node in, in Taurus, we, our values towards money and resources are going to shift powerfully. You know, I don't know whether, <laughs> I mean, we just don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years time, whether we'll even have a monetary system as, as we do now, you know, it might be some kind of, exchange in the future who knows that's interesting watch this space (laughs) (laughs) but definitely you know um I'm not a financial astrologer but you know I know people that are and um yeah it seems to be yeah you know crypto is the way forward um but then you have to really understand each each coin as well astrologically yeah, it's exciting there's going to be all different possibilities that I think are coming forwards that we have no concept of now you know yeah. so it feels so far ahead that we just we can't even tap into what's what's on its way but it's going to be you know we are entering a new renaissance period so I mean it's exciting we're just in the, in the crashing down of civilization first period right now <laughs> Yeah, I think there's always just that transition from darkness into light. And I, I think yeah. I saw, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I saw in one of your posts, um, you named it like the, the golden age of mm-hmm. spirituality that we're stepping into. Which, you know, 
this is another podcast altogether, but you know, we are we're definitely definitely <laughs> another another age, a new paradigm. And I have had clients, you know, in in regressions where it's not been limited to past lives, they've gone and seen what, you know, the new world, the new earth looks like and feels like. Which is amazing because that is kind of anchored into, you know, just just being a witness to that energy is quite kind of almost anchors it into this reality as well. So um yeah, that's that's uh that's been amazing to to witness. And I've been there as Interesting. well in parts of regressions of my soul with my soul. do you ever get messages through um dreams? Because for me I get a lot of like I don't call them precog dreams because I think that just puts a lot of pressure on it. But um, just getting glimpses of like, oh, I know, I know this is in the future. You know, I'm showing like a technology or something. Uh, I have had, yeah, places that I've been to that have been um, very just, they've almost, almost like reminded me of that kind of um, avatar like feeling or, um, you know, Atlantean kind of looks similar and I knew it was what we were going into so I suppose to round up our conversation how can people connect with you I'll include all your links and everything and kind of learn more about some of the things we covered today do you have any upcoming things you want to share yeah so I as a little bit of a taster of like how I work I do do a group past life regression once a month so I'm going to do one um tends to be yeah towards the end of every month I do a past life regression it's a group session you don't go as deeply as you would on a one-to-one but it's a good option to you know get familiar with that kind of work um and yeah my Instagram is at Sophia underscore Constantine underscore and my website is sophiaconstantine.co and you can always book in for a consultation with me just to chat about the whole process, really. And, you know, because a lot of because I do have a few options of how I work, you know, it's good to chat with me and see see what you, you really want to go with if you were interested. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so amazing to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes if you wish to explore the themes of today's episode a little further, as well as learn more about my inspiring guest. I'd love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about what you enjoyed on the podcast. Please be so kind as to leave a review, subscribe, and share with anyone you think would benefit from today's episode. Till next time.